really and truly in a very expensive drainage system and, and it is an expensive operation no matter what way you come at it to a degree if that's only going to be benefiting you one year in ten then it's very hard to justify that cost there isn't a field in ireland that can't be drained if enough money is spent on it but that doesn't justify doing it unless there's going to be a payback you know which is the the, the economic side of things Drainage on tillage ground is critical to aid or even allow sustainable production in our wetter climate. Having some knowledge of soils and subsoils on your farm is essential for a drainage system to adequately drain water in a normal year, but also in an abnormal year like this year. You're listening to the latest episode of The Tillage Edge with me, Michael Hennessy. We would really appreciate it if you could listen, follow and give us a review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcast from. In this episode, the second of a two-part series, we pick up again with Pat Tuhi, a researcher in Chagas dealing with soil hydrology and drainage, to talk about tackling ponding in the middle of fields and how the subsoil can have a huge bearing on the type of drainage system which should be used. The first question is really, is the system that's installed appropriate? And it might be appropriate in a year like 2022 or a year like, you know, nine out of 10 years or seven out of 10 years, but a year like 2023 then will show it up as being, you know, below capacity for that kind of a, an extreme um, in terms of, of higher rainfalls. Like, you know, so it, a, a well-installed, well-designed drainage system will, will deal comfortably with, you know, rainfall of 12 to 15 millimetres a day um, which in normal circumstances is is well above the average of what we're getting. Um, but, you know, a poorly designed or poorly maintained drainage system might be catering for four mil a day on average or five millimeters of rainfall a day on average. And that's fine, as I said, in a in a relatively dry year, but that's well under um under designed or undercooked in a year like we've been through. Um and as I said earlier, that's when the 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 problems are, are highlighted. So it goes back, and, and, and maybe it's something we can get into in a moment, but it, it goes back to the, when I say is the system appropriate, I really am talking about is the system suited to the soil type in question. So we, we generally um, we generally look at, at, at the soil as, as being the, the, the or an understanding of the, the deeper soil profile being a, a, the forerunner to designing a drainage system and making sure that where there is groundwater movement or, or deeper water movement, that that is targeted or that is the the aim of the drainage system to remove that groundwater or where there's there's not groundwater movement, where there's issues with, with permeability throughout the soil profile that we we uh, incorporate another approach in a shallow system and maybe tie it in with, with mold drainage or gravel mold drainage or subsiding to some degree. So look, there's different, there's different um, approaches that could be taken um but the first question really is is that leads into that really is is whether the system is appropriate or whether it's um robust enough or maintained well enough to to deal with the the likes of the year we've had uh, and in a lot of cases the answer is that that it's undercooked or can be undercooked relative to to the wet conditions we've been we've been living through and and as you say, it comes back to. I mean, I, I suppose for the most part, most tillage ground uh, would be you know, have reasonable soil on the top, and it wouldn't be mm. there's very little kind of uh, uh, black kind of soils. I suppose really for the most part, like the fens in the UK, would have very little of that. But it, it's really kind of uh, what you're saying is it's the it's whatever's underneath, whatever's probably below the um, the plow pan uh, or the plow layer, uh, uh, kind of what's down underneath there, and what uh, I suppose permeability is down there is probably the key thing in terms of getting that away. Is there any kind of rule of thumbs for some of those types of what are their clays or 
uh, near my own home uh, at home. It's grey marl, as my dad would have would have uh, described it as. Or is there other things we other types that we should be getting more concerned about? Yeah, and it, it, your first point is really valid, Michael. Like it's not we're not talking about the first twelve inches here, eighteen inches. We're talking when I when I talk about digging profile pits or test pits for drainage, we're talking two two and a half meters, six to eight feet, um, and having a look to that depth to see what the issues are and see where. I suppose really what it boils down to is where the water is being held up and where is it potentially moving. Um, so yeah, like you've described, clays and grey marls there as, as 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 common terms that would be very familiar with, very familiar to people. And um, the issues with those are if they're very heavy or very difficult soils. Um, even in small, relatively small areas, if there's very little percolation of water down through the soil, then at all depths, and I'm talking about at all depths down to my two and a half meter figures, six or eight feet, um, then really you're, you're talking about a shallow system. So when I talk about a shallow system, it's collector drains or field drains at a meter depth and crisscrossing those with, with gravel mole channels or mole channels or a subsoiler, depending on again, depending on the soil type and whether it'll take a mole channel or not, I suppose effectively is, is the bottom line on that one. Um, or the deeper systems, which again, if you're if you're seeing freely uh, free water movement or groundwater movement consistently throughout an area that you're thinking of draining um, and be that at, you know, five, six, seven feet, provided there's an outlet for that, it's it's um it's a very productive way of draining the land because the water is is naturally able to move to your drain and and you know that's obviously a very good way of uh, allowing for collection of that water. If the water can move freely um and can be discharged, then you're discharging a huge volume of water. You're lowering the water table as a result and, and you're allowing for more capacity when the next uh, rainfall event happens. Um so there's 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 different methods as there that are suited to different soil types. I have seen, I suppose, in the past where there might be a tendency with larger machines, as there is in maybe tillage as well, where you have a a relatively big high mac, thirty ton high mac, you can go to the, any any depth you like, uh, and there's maybe a tendency to maybe overdig, maybe go too deep in soils that aren't necessarily suited to that kind of method. Yeah, and that's the, the the real, I suppose, um, problem with with drainage works in general is is not having the suit or the most suitable method uh, in place. So you're either, as you're suggesting, there in a site that that isn't gaining anything out of um, overly deep drains, you're you're spending an awful lot of money to go deeper. Um, or a more common issue, really, to be honest, from what I'm seeing, is is drains that should be a bit deeper and would be able to pick up groundwater movement if they were appropriately um installed at a suitable depth but they're they're too shallow and they're not hitting that kind of um that level that they should be at in terms of, of discharging that groundwater um so it, it's it's matching the the uh, soil profile to the drainage type look in terms of our conversation today i suppose what we can only cover so much there is a drainage manual out there uh, that was updated only last year michael it's freely available on the chagas website um it's called the Chagas Drainage Manual, uh, Manual on Drainage and, and Soil Management, uh, and it, hard copies of that can be purchased as well through through the through the website. So it, that will go into that more detail than we've time to cover today. But again, it's it's highlighting those issues, uh, establishing what the what the issues are in terms of soil type and in terms of potential drainage depth, and then going about installing drains to, to suit that particular problem is, is really what it boils down to. 
Can I ask you uh, the other one? I suppose, which is kind of it's kind of drainage, but it's not drainage in the, in, in traditional sense. I suppose um, mold drain you mentioned there a few minutes mm. ago. It's very common, I suppose, in terms of what you would read in the UK. In lots of different places, they seem to be very keen on doing it. Um, is that a practice that is practiced much in Ireland, or is it even suitable in Ireland, or is there parts of the country where it's more suitable than others, perhaps? Yeah, so it boils down to soil type for for a mole drain. So a mole a plow will install a, a channel, which is an unlined channel. So there's there's nothing supporting that channel. Uh, what's holding that channel open is the the heaviness of the soil. That that real sticky, tacky, high clay content soil is what it's suited to. Um, so you need a stone free soil, and you need a very high clay content. So it's it's there is a certain set of soils that in Ireland that it will suit. Um, but they're not overly widespread um, in truth. And and the effect of that really is that, you know, if the soil isn't suited and if it's prone to collapsing, if it won't hold that channel open, you will have a system that's, you know, by the time you go in that evening after finishing the the, the operation, uh, it that the channels might be half from closed and within a month they'll all be closed. Whereas in a soil that's suited, that's, you know, suitably heavy and stone free, that channel will last, you know, three, four, maybe even five, six years, uh, at which point it has to be repeated, but it's it's relatively cheap to repeat. Um, you're crisscrossing the the, um, the the collector drains, which are the the main arteries, we'll call them, are the more expensive part of the the uh, the system. But the the actual mold plow being pulled between those or crisscrossing those uh, is, is relatively cheap in the, in the right soil. Without that then, so as I said, there's another cohort of soils that won't, all that or that the channel won't survive uh, in any meaningful over any meaningful time period and then you're you're into gravel mowing territory where you're filling that channel with gravel um, which is a much more expensive way of doing things obviously because the material itself is expensive but it's a much longer term um, and more intensive system because you have you know you end up with very closely spaced drains that that are there that are maintained because the, the gravel holds them open and the gravel provides for water movement um, so that's the alternative Okay, probably very expensive for an agricultural scenario. You'd see a lot of that on sports fields, all right? But yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, maybe, it's one of those it'd be, it'd be ones very expensive for a tillage, a tillage man, I would imagine. Um, three, two last questions for 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 you, Pat. One, I suppose, is that, um, and you mentioned ordinarily relatively dry fields and they have a bit of drainage in it, and you mentioned that in in ordinary circumstances, um, the drains can cope with the amount of rain that you would have a, of a normal year, but. When you get abnormal um, amounts of rain, they're, they're, they're not necessarily able to cope. So I suppose there's two small questions in it. One is that, you know, should a farmer just be a little bit more patient in terms of not pulling the pin in terms of, geez, I better go out and do more drainage on that and, and just say it's just exceptional year. It's going to come once every, hopefully not too, too often, but once every 10 years mm-hmm. or so, and they're just going to have to put up with it. Or two, is there a scenario where there's an opportunity maybe to, uh, find maybe springs that come up in fields um, that weren't there in the past that could be a problem occasionally and now is the time maybe to go after them. Yeah, so there, there, there's two issues there and you mentioned it in relation to costs, I suppose, first of all, like really and truly and a very expensive drainage system and, and it is an expensive uh, operation no matter what way you come at it to a degree. Um, if that's only going to be benefiting you one year in 10, then it's very hard to justify that cost. You know, you can, you can, 
there isn't a field in Ireland that can't be drained if enough money is spent on it, but that doesn't justify doing it unless there's going to be a payback, you know, which is the the, the economic side of things. Um, so there's a there's certainly a point in your argument. Maybe it's worth waiting and seeing, and you know, if this is a, an issue that has cropped up in 2023 that resolves itself in a normal year, then fine. It's it's maybe not justifiable to spend a whole lot of money on. If it's an issue that has cropped up in 2023 and lingers for the next couple of years, then, you know, it would pay, obviously, to try and resolve that um, with some kind of intervention um, based around drainage. Um, and in terms of springs, look, again, that's related very much to the year in question or a year like this where you get, you know, a lot more water around the place and, and you know, Again, the listeners will be familiar. There's there's generally issues around um, springs in some parts of, of of the land that crop up over winter but disappear um, at the height of the year because the the water table is is lower and there isn't a, a source of that water. But in a year like this, it kind of carries on for longer because there's more water around. Um, springs are difficult to uh, th- look. It's 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 a very site specific issue. You may be um it's all about getting depth into the drain and getting under the spring or allowing the spring to find a, its way out of the site you know um to, to find an easier exit out of the site but um there that they can be difficult to trace down in that a, a job of work can be done to try and uh, divert a spring and you know a year or two later it will have moved <laughs> or found its way up okay. somewhere else adjacent to that drain so it's just something that it's very hard to comment on generally. It's just something that needs a bit of investigation on each case and to try and see is it. I suppose first of all, is it is it a a, a very wet year problem that we can survive most years? Um, if it's something that's you know there in the longer term, then can we look at where it's coming from and you know uh, providing an outlet across across a, a slope that will divert the spring water away um, and allow it not allow it to to move away from from that drain or from that work uh, over time. So there, there's a couple of different issues there, which are, as I said, maybe hard to talk about generally. The very the final question I want to ask you, uh, and I suppose is the fact that maybe maps on lots of farms aren't as, as good as they could be. And I know certainly here in Oak Park, uh, there, was, was, there was a number of drainage issues that became apparent over time. But um, geez, I think they had to go back digging for maps from the 18 something others to get some of these um you know, box shores and bits and pieces that were there and mm. not every farm wouldn't necessarily have that either. Especially where I suppose there, there, there's larger culverts uh, going across their land from from one farm to, uh, out to a, to a river across to maybe two other holdings, if you like. I just wonder, is there any new technology, path that's out there that might be able to help scanning or I'm not sure. I mean, we, we can often see it on a, on a very dry year where, where you can see drains maybe more clearly. But is there any new technology available or common or maybe that you've investigated that might be able to help farmers in, in a tricky situation like that? Yeah, and it's 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 a question we've been asking ourselves, I suppose. There's there's a wider issue around the policy nationally around drainage. So from, from our point of view, we've been looking at this in terms of can we can we map what's out there at times or can we look at that question in terms of without um having all the information to end, what can we find out, you know? After the fact, so look, we've there, there, there's various different um, methods that are being developed or have been developed over the years. We've used ourselves electrical resistivity, for example, ground penetrating radar for different purposes for classifying soils, maybe more so, but showing up. You can see in some of those cases certainly, um, you know, remnants of where field drains were dug um, 
what what the the system is picking up is probably more the disturbance caused by the digging of the drains as opposed to what's left in the ground, so to speak. Um, but there are there are ways and means. There isn't a whole lot, I suppose, um, in the short term. I suppose practical practical stuff that could be applied at, at farm scale. But I think it's something that's probably coming down the tracks. Uh, in terms of, of, as I said, trying to figure out that question of what what went where uh, after the fact without without a without an actual source of, of of information on on what was installed. Okay, okay, so uh, not not particularly at the moment, but hopefully in time is kind of what you're saying. I, I I'm taking from you. Yeah, exactly, Michael. Yeah, brilliant. Listen, I suppose just to remind people again, that, as you mentioned earlier, that manual of uh, manual of drainage. What, what do we call it? The Chagas Manual for Drainage? Is that what it's called? Yeah, um, uh, yeah exactly. The, the uh, and that's on the, the Chagas, the Chagas uh, website, chagas.ie. So if you just uh, Google chagas.ie and 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 drainage together, it'll come up yeah. fairly, fairly fast, I think, for you. So, Pat, listen, thanks very much. Delighted to have you on the show. And we might have you back again because... I, I think we were only after touching the surface um, in terms of some of the other bits and pieces that might be of interest to, to tillage farmers because I, I, I have a feeling, even though cash flow isn't wonderful just at the minute, but I have a feeling a lot of farmers are looking at a bit of ground and thinking I'm going to have to spend some money in that to get some crops out at in future. So Pat, thanks again. No problem, Michael. So that's it for this week and a huge thanks to Pat for joining me on the show. Don't forget if you enjoyed the podcast and recommend it to a friend or colleague, And as always, rate, review and follow on Apple or Spotify so you never miss an episode. And for more information, go to chargis.ie. I'm Michael Hennessy. Thanks for listening. I'll be back next week with more tillage news and advice.